You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome back to another episode of the Titans Tom Podcast. I am your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. Make sure that you share the show with a friend, subscribe to the show, leave us a rating, uh, all those good things that help to support the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Titans and the Colts upcoming matchup today, given our uh, Colts versus Titans game preview for week 12. Before we get started, let's hear a word from the official sponsor, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the Southern Middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Got a big matchup between the Colts and the Titans in Indianapolis this time. Uh, going on week 12, this one could potentially decide the division. Fuck the Colts. Tyler, how you doing? <laughs> doing good, Tanner, and I couldn't think of a better intro than that. Fuck the Colts. Uh, this this one is so important for the rest of the season. I mean, it, it's a must win, especially you know if the Titans want to win the AFC South. Absolute must win. It is. I mean, right now the Colts are they're in the driver's seat. They we let them come down here and take the win at what was our home game and now we have to go up to Indianapolis where we've had a rough time uh trying you know trying to get wins and we need this win in order to take back over the AFC South, get us that uh Head to head, or get tied. Get the, get the tie, right? Get, right, get the tie with them, and you know, really, whoever wins this game, more than likely, is going to be the winner of the AFC South. Yeah, and uh, I mean, home games in this twenty twenty season are, you know, meh. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's just like last season where. The Colts take the one at Nissan Stadium, and the Titans take the one up in Indianapolis. Uh, especially, you know, with little to no fans at a lot of these games. Home games are just kind of—I mean, yeah, the other team has to travel, but it's like it kind of takes away a little bit of the, you know, the what's what's the word I'm looking for? The advantage. The advantage. The home well, field advantage. I don't know how that slipped out of my mind. I will agree with that to a point, but at the same time. Like you mentioned, the other team has to travel, and the home team is used to, you know, their field. Like they know everything about their field pretty much, so they do still have that advantage. And like you said, when you factor personally, in, I don't, I don't see that point. It's it's a football field. I mean, I, the turf's very. It, it's a yeah. It's a it's a hundred yards. From end zone it to end it zone. is a hundred yard, but still, like you said, the turf's very. You're used to. I don't, you're just more comfortable on that field. Maybe right. I I, say. I, yeah, I do agree with that a little so, bit. You're, you're more comfortable in that environment, right. I guess. And may, maybe that's how I should have phrased it a minute ago, but that's what I was trying to get at. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game. So enough of that talk. We know the Titans are going to win. Let's get into the injury report. Uh, A.J. Brown, Adoree Jackson, Dennis Kelly all did not practice. Uh, we've also got Malcolm Butler, Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, limited participants. Maybe Roger Saffold. We see him back uh, this week. 
and definitely need Malcolm Butler and Ben Jones for this game. I agree, and you know, like you said, Saffold. Hopefully, we get him back this week. That would be uh, really big for us. As far as uh, AJ well, Brown, well, go ahead. Also, uh, forgot to mention uh, five, I believe, full participants in practice that were listed on the injury report, and that's Adam Humphreys, Laurel Murchison, Michael Pruitt, Johnu Smith, and Kenny Vaccaro. All full participants, but were listed on the injury report. Well, I think that's because a couple of them have been coming off injury. Right. Vaccaro didn't play this past week, so I'm going to say that's why he's on there. Uh, as I was going to say, A.J. Brown, it looked like I couldn't tell if maybe late in the game against Baltimore, he landed on his knee really hard and maybe uh, hurt it a little bit. Um, but I don't – he hasn't been practicing I mean, we we pretty much kind of know what's going on with, right. with A.J. Brown. I, I think he's just going to be taking some more rest days and try and be ready for game day. Um, now, Adoree – who who knows? I'm that ship has pretty much sailed for me. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to expect him back for any week until they actually say, "Hey, I guess do. what? Dory Jackson's going to play this right. week. He's going to play." Like I'm not trying to speculate it anymore. Whatever, just get your ass back. Yeah, and then at that point, I'm a. It, it's kind of just like, is he really going to play? I mean, right? Is this? Are you just teasing us a, a little bit? Um, the Colts, on the other hand, uh, the Titans only had three that you know, did not practice. The Colts had nine. Uh, and that list includes Justin Houston, Zach, uh, Pascal, Philip Rivers did not practice Rocky Asin. Uh, so, so some pretty big names there for the Colts that did not practice today. Sure. That's just for Philip Rivers, some old man rest that he needs. Well, so. he hurt his toe in the game against the Packers. So, you know, there's, I think they're letting him rest because of that toe right now. And, you know, we'll see, I guess, how his toe is come game day, whether or not he plays or not. But And speaking of that game against the Packers, just an absolute brutal, brutal whoa. blow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That the Packers just blew that one away. Pumpy breaks a little bit. Um, one thing you forgot to mention is also this week the Titans did put Jayon Brown and Ty Sembrillo on injured reserve. Right, right. So you know that is that's a big loss for us, especially with Jayon going down for the rest of the season. The team's leading tackler. Yeah, and then uh, Sembrillo, he's come in for Lawan, who's out the rest of the year with his ACL, and yeah, he. I'm not gonna say he's been playing just lights out, but he hasn't been playing bad. No, by no so, means, especially for him, you know, to be a replacement there for Lawan at left tackle. I think he's been playing pretty decent. Um, and I mean, and it's, it sucks to see, you know, that he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. You have to wonder how thin we're getting at the uh, tackle position. Well, pretty thin because it, it's possible that Questenberry is going to end up being the starter there at left tackle. It's looking like it. Um, you know, one thing I was kind of thinking about is could this be the week where we see – Isaiah Wilson finally get his first start, maybe see him come in at right tackle and Dennis Kelly move over to left tackle, which you've mentioned before he played a lot at last year. Yeah, when uh, Lawan was suspended. Right. So, but, you know, it's not looking like that's really going to be what we see on the field on Sunday. Yeah, I don't believe that's going to happen. As interesting as it would be to see that, uh, and and as much as I would like to see it because, you know, I'm 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 an advocate for 
um, Isaiah Wilson. But, uh, you know, kind of just seems like he's not ready. So whatever the ordeal was that he had at the beginning of the season on the, the COVID list for like 19 weeks. And I, I don't know what exactly is going on there, but I would like to see him get on the field at some time before the season is over. Well, I mean, the the big thing for him, you have a guy that's that big and you know he can just he can move some people when he gets his hands on them. And you're wanting to, you're probably like me, wanting to see Derrick Henry running behind him. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. And he's looking like he's in pretty damn good shape right now. He, that boy is cornbread fed, is what he is. (laughs) He's, what is it, like 350, 360 pounds? Something like that. But I mean, like I said, it looks like he's maybe slimmed up just a little. Like, not really maybe slimmed up, but just gotten in better shape. Right. He's a little more toned i guess right um still a big ass boy yeah he's massive massive i mean i just i can't imagine that if he was in any any kind of position at all to be playing as far as fundamental fundamentals and everything there's no way you wouldn't want that guy on the field right uh so there's got to be something there maybe still a little out of shape or or something but he seems to be trending in the right direction so hopefully soon hopefully soon yeah, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I'd like to see him out there. I mean, we used a first-round pick on him. We kind of need to see what he's made of. Yeah, right. Uh, and I just, I just I hope that he gets in sometime before the season's over and gets some playing time, gets some experience under his belt. Uh, but back to uh, or to the, the point of just the Packers just absolutely blowing that game away. They had the lead for – the majority of the game, if not the whole game, um, and, and just right at the end, let the Colts come back uh, and win it in overtime. Yeah, and whenever the uh, Packers got the ball first in overtime, you know, a lot of people, including myself, were like, "All right, this is going to be, this is going to be over." Aaron Rodgers fixing to march them down the field; they're going to score, ball game, but. Lo and behold, a fumble happens, and you know things things just went the Colts' way. I mean, Valdez Scantling just kind of you know he's he's like, oh, the Titans uh, gets word on the sideline. You know, the Titans won. This could put them in the lead for the AFC South. I'm gonna go out there and fuck that up real quick. Now I'm not gonna be too hard on him because apparently because of that fumble, which I know we're not a uh, Packers podcast, but just something I heard, he was getting death threats. Over oh. that fumble. That, see, that's just that's th- that's, awful. That's carrying things a little bit too far. And, you know, I'm not going to... Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> well, more, mean, more than a little bit. I mean, but, yeah, since he's had it pretty rough with that. So, yeah, it is what it is. You know, every player that touches the ball in the NFL, more than likely they're not going to go their whole career without a fumble. That says a lot about Packers fans, huh? I just There's several fan bases that I think could be like that right on the list of worst fan bases they got to be like top five maybe <laughs> at least that's gonna be a, a fun week when uh when the titans play the packers at lambeau uh but back to the uh the colts uh obviously they've got some momentum going for them right now uh and you know they've been putting up some points so what's the deal with this offense how do the titans stop it they put up 34 against the Titans last time they played. Obviously, some of those came from 
some special teams mishaps by the Titans. Uh, but what's the deal? Phillip Rivers is getting to play the kind of football he wants to play, and that's getting the ball out of his hands quick, dumping it down, and they're able to move it down the field. I mean, we've talked about it before. Whenever you let him dump down these short passes really quick and they're gaining five, six yards every time, it's just as effective as a run game. And if you're letting him have that and not making him force the ball down the field where he's more likely to make a mistake, I mean, it's hard to beat because it's just – like I mean, it's like an effective run game. You're just you're wearing the defense down with it, and eventually you're going to have something that uh, pops. Hopefully, we're going to see uh, him have to hold the ball a little bit longer in this game because it seems like the Titans' defensive backs are finally starting to be a little bit more aware of the down and distance when they decide how far they're going to be off the receiver, and maybe we'll see them, you know, play at least maybe five yards or less off when when you know it's like a third and two uh i'd like to that's see, what i'm hoping for just i would like to see some more pressing in this game because it obviously what they were doing last time against the colts didn't work so let's try well, something else well here's the you have the film from the last game like well you don't but they do and you're they can see look we're playing this far off they're going for it on fourth down because they know we're going to play this far off so they're not respecting or defense, they're like, yeah, you, you're you not going to stop us. We're going to move the ball on you. So, like you mentioned, they need to do like they've done against the Ravens, come up and press and just make Rivers hold on to the ball a, one or two seconds longer or make him try and force the ball down the field, outside the numbers, and I think you'll see mistakes made. Yeah, I think uh, if you make Rivers hold it for too long, just just like you, I think he's going to end up making mistakes, especially if some of that pressure can start to get back there to him. Roberson, Landry, I was just going to mention Roberson. If if those guys can get back there, uh, Rivers is is, the old man's not going to be able to help it. He's just going to shit his pants back there, throw interceptions (laughs) left and right. Um, Hoping it's going to be a big day for turnovers for the Titans defense. Yes, I'm hoping for the same thing, and I would really like to see our pass rush get back there to him. I mean, you know, we had some chances in that last game, and we let him slip away or get the ball out. And I want to see, like I mentioned, our guys press up on the receivers and tight ends, and I want to see Roberson, Landry, Simmons, all of them get back there and get Rivers on the ground. Yeah, it's it's – they have to get pressure. They absolutely have to get pressure. Right. And, uh, and, and not it, even – they don't even have to – the sacks would be great, like if they could get sacks. But if they can get back there and just hit him and make him uncomfortable. I mean, he's a he's a vet. So he's not going to – he's been in this situation before. But kind of like how I think Tom Brady is a lot of the time, if you get back there and get pressure in his face and he's taking some big shots – He's going to try and uh, force something a little bit quicker, and it could lead to a mistake. Uh, One key contributor to the Colts' offense uh, in the last game that they played, Naheem Hines, over 100 yards of total offense. Uh, Some of that, you know, obviously came in the passing game, and it was just little checkdowns to Hines, and he would take them for, you know, five, ten yards a first down, it seemed like, every single time he got the ball. Uh, I think 
the boy Will Compton is going to shut that down a little bit. If you didn't, well, if you didn't see the video of him on, uh, uh, I think it might have been Mike Erndon that tweeted it out. Uh, absolutely, I can't remember which Ravens running back that it was, but he was just chasing him down across the field, uh, going in motion, coming back. Right, uh, he got to the spot that the running back was going to before he got there. Right, I mean the dude was like a a hawk, and I mean that comes from a lot of film study. I mean it has to. And I was actually going to mention that is going to be probably the matchup of the game to watch for because last game, I believe we would have had Jayon Brown on Hines. And now I don't think Compton is as fast as Jayon is. So that's going to be interesting to see. He's really going to have to you know, focus on that film, buckle down, and study it long and hard to make sure that he can be where Hines is trying to get to. Maybe the boy will show some wheels in this game. Uh, he was moving <laughs> He was moving pretty good uh, uh, traveling across the field with that running back. Right. I'm not saying he was moving bad, but obviously if you put him and Jayon Brown in a foot race or yeah, a change of direction. Ten times out of ten, Jayon Brown is, exactly. is going to win that. But uh, the, one of the, the just the big things in the last game against the Colts the linebacker play was subpar. I mean, it was like Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown were occasionally hitting the same gap. They just sometimes weren't where they needed to be. Uh, it, that was a bad game from those two. And I think better linebacker play would go, would go a long way towards slowing this Colts offense down. Oh, it definitely will. And, you know, like you mentioned – they just they didn't look themselves in that game. Even some of the times where And they haven't throughout the season at times. Even when Brown was on Hines, there were a couple plays when I was watching it, I was like, you know, you're you're basically letting him catch it and turn up fit like you're seeing it happen, you see the route that he's running and you're not shooting on it. React. Right. You you need to react to that and I think one of them was an out route, uh, maybe. And he went out, and instead of shooting forward or even possibly undercutting it, it was like he was afraid that he was going to go out and up, so he stayed. He backed off of it, and it allowed Hines to get the catch and gain several yards. Right. There's nothing worse than giving up a wheel route, though. Just deep to the running back for a touchdown. Just it looks it looks awful. It is awful. Nine times out of ten, it goes for a touchdown if if they beat the linebacker. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. He should. Should have definitely came up, jumped that. At least did something to try to break it up or meet him exactly where he caught it and, and, right. and stopped him. Uh, so now let's jump to the Titans offense. And what are some of the big things going into this game about the Titans offense? You know what I'm going to say. I mean, you know, keep feeding the beast the ball. Keep giving it to Derrick Henry. I just, I, I feel like, you know, what kind of sometimes when you talk about the Titans offense, it's just, it's like, too too easy, too uh, simple. Just give Derrick Henry the ball. Too predictable, just, maybe. Right. Well, just just give Derrick Henry the ball. Let him you know let him go. Sprinkle some play action. I mean, no wonder Arthur Smith looks good. Let me be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, I'm, all you know, all jokes aside, obviously he's one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL. But well, you know, we've seen Derrick Henry is the only running back and the only person to rush against the Colts this year that has put up over 100 yards. And they played Lamar and, Jackson. so Right. and one of, one of the great running backs in the league. Henry done that on 19 carries. 
the Titans got down by two possessions and at one point three possessions and they had to uh stop giving Henry the ball, even stop putting him out there because they knew they were gonna have to pass more. So you need to early and often get him involved, get him twenty five to thirty carries and let him wear this Colts defense down. Do not pull him out of the game whenever he's helping us drive down the field. He keeps getting longer and longer runs each time. Don't pull him off the field and try and get cute with something else, and then our drives stall out because then we're basically just leaving points out there. Keep him out there. Let him wear down that defense more. And another big thing is DeForest Buckner. The... Colts just put him on the reserved slash COVID-19 list today. He was a huge factor uh, in that last game. So, huge. Absolutely. I mean, he. I feel like he was disrupting things quite a bit during that game. So you think about this. If he is out of the game, like if he's not able to play, he's their big piece in the middle. So if he's out, Derrick Henry could, they could open up some more gaps for him. And we could see a much bigger day from him. Yeah, and him being out is going to just affect things in the passing game so much as well. I mean, he had three quarterback hits in in the last game. This uh, he was just he was disrupting things big time. I mean, whether on running down, on rushing downs, on passing downs, no matter what, Buckner uh, he's he's a great player. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, that the Colts have a great player on their roster, he is a great player. Well, and I believe he's the one that hit Tannehill on. What would have been an AJ Brown touchdown if he hadn't have dropped the dropped the ball? Buckner come through the line, and I mean, absolutely crushed Tannehill on that. So you know, it's going to help out our offensive line, and especially if you know we do have some different pieces plugged in on the line again. That pressure was getting to Tannehill some against the Ravens, and the Colts have some guys that can get pressure. They're really good at getting pressure with just four guys, which is what is scary about this defense because if you're getting pressure with just four guys, everyone else can drop back, and it makes it a lot harder on the quarterback to find someone open. The Titans absolutely have to have to establish the run with Derrick Henry early. They have to make the Colts fear Derrick Henry for the rest of the game. I mean, they have to set a tone that, listen, if you don't respect this and – do extra things that you normally wouldn't do to stop the run, put more guys in the box, bring in, you know, a a bigger, you know, overall just a bigger package on defense. This guy is going to run all over you all game long. They have to establish that early, and then things can start to open up through play action. And, you know, as soon as the defense starts to soften a little, start playing the pass a little bit more, hit him with it again. I mean – Derrick Henry is, is so valuable to this offense, and I agree with you. Sometimes they go away from him way too much, and they just they need to establish that early and just keep riding on the back of Derrick Henry throughout the game. Well, even as I've mentioned to you before for other games, even if they put him out there just as a decoy, like even if they are down maybe 7, 10 points, even 13, if you have him out there and you fake the – uh, handoff to him, teams are going to bite on it so much harder than they do with any of our other running backs because they respect and fear Derrick Henry that much. And it just opens so much more up for us. 
But one guy that I think is going to have a bounce-back game and a big game against the Colts this time is going to be A.J. Brown. I After he had that dropped uh, catch that would have been a touchdown. He played mad against the Ravens. Uh, in he in did. the second half especially because he was dropping some in the first half. Right, and I mean he even dropped uh, one or two more in the game against the Colts. It was like he was in his own, own head about it. And even like you mentioned, the first half against the Ravens he was. And then he finally, you know, he got that one – touchdown catch against the Ravens and just bullied four guys and got in the I'm end zone. I'm still convinced he actually like became the Hulk for just a second. Um, he had to have. And I think he's going to carry that over into this game and he's going to have his revenge game against the Colts. Yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of offense in this game. Honestly, I think it's going to be a little slow, uh, a little low scoring, uh, but – if I had to pick a guy on the Titans offense, aside from Derrick Henry, that uh, would have a good game, I, I agree with you, probably be A.J. Brown. Uh, we've seen Corey Davis have a couple of put together a couple of 100-yard games this season, but I think it's it's time for A.J. Brown to have a monster game. If you got him in fantasy, start him. Building a DFS lineup, start him. I think A.J. Brown could uh, come up pretty big. And if he doesn't, you know to come look for Tanner since they told him to put him in all of your lineups. Hey, hey. Corey Davis, I do think that Corey Davis could also have another really good day, but just sticking with this Titans offense, one thing they have to do, they got to do it like they did against Baltimore, is control the time of possession. They had two more min- They had the ball two more minutes than the Ravens did. They ended up winning. They need to control the time of possession. In this game, again, you know, just keep the Colts' offense off the field and keep them out of rhythm and keep their defense on the field just wearing them down. And they also need to get out to a lead, kind of like you mentioned with uh, what they need to do against the Ravens last week. Get out they, to a lead early. Yes, and... get out to a lead early and make them try to force the ball down the field. Right, because – if you're making Rivers, you know, do these little checkdowns all the time, that's – I mean, he he's, he likes that. If you're making him push the ball down the field, he's going to make some mistakes. Now, one thing uh, that I would caution uh, – obviously, you know, I'm all for them jumping out to a lead. But sometimes when teams get a lead and they start to, to back up their defense a little bit uh, and, you know, play a little bit softer, just kind of a, you know, bend, don't break kind of mentality, don't let the offense – put up 21 points in, you know, four or five minutes. Um, Phillip Rivers can sometimes take advantage of that because he will start hitting these underneath routes that the defense has given up, uh, and they're open. Pretty much what the Titans did just the whole, throughout the whole game uh, last time they played. Uh, when other teams get ahead on the Colts, Phillip Rivers is pretty decent at coming back. Uh, so they need to, you know, be, just be cautious. of If we get ahead, we still need to get up and press these receivers a little bit and make – Rivers hold the ball, force it down the field. He's going to continue to make mistakes. Right, uh, keep, he's a walking interception. I mean, make the guy make tough decisions. Keep our foot on their throats, basically. Don't don't back up and let them have the easy. Step Finish him. Make him force it down the field because, like you said, he's been in this league long enough, and it's what he likes to do. If you're going to give him the checkdowns, even if they're down, he's going to be taking those checkdowns because he knows that he can work them down the field and possibly score. And one thing we forgot to mention 
with the defense, we could possibly be seeing Christian Fulton coming back. That's right. He is on the designated to return list. So that with Brett Kern. So uh, that could be big, and, and someone else. Someone else is on there too. Uh, Ty Smith, I believe, and Brett Kern coming back. You just mentioned it, man. I I'm so happy to have. Him I could coming not back. bear to watch another performance of Trevor Daniel on the field against this Colts team. He played okay against the Baltimore Ravens. Against the Colts, I absolutely could not stand to watch him waltz onto the field and try to punt some kind of sorry-ass ball 17 yards down the field, watch it go out of bounds. I would absolutely lose my shit. Well, you would. You know that the Colts special teams, if they seen him coming back out there, they would be talking all kind of shit trying to get back in his head. He would have hey, to have some sort of PTSD from the, right, just how you know, awful hey, of a performance that was against the Colts. You punted it 17 yards against us, and then your next punt, we got back there, blew that shit up, and scored off of it. You going to let us do that again? No, he's not because he's gone. And I'm just going to tell you, I hope we don't have to see Kern this game. Don't try to get into the shit talking business, Tyler. <laughs> don't don't quit your podcast. I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Anyway, you know, I'm hoping we don't have to see Kern this, this game. I want the Titans just to be going down the field and scoring every time they get the ball. But more than likely, wouldn't mind seeing Philip Rivers, you know, pinned at the one a couple of times. Right, I was gonna say more than likely, we will have a couple drives stall out just because pretty much every team does. At well, some you're point. not, you're not. I mean, it's not likely that you're ever gonna score on every single drive. Right, but Brett Kern being back can be a huge piece for us just because of what you mentioned. If he's able to pin them at the one inside just, the five, inside the ten, just what whatever he, what he's able to do. Helps our team. He is so, so much. key as as far as field positioning. Right, he flips the field for us, and you don't get these guys getting to have a short field to work on where they have to score. No, he's going to put it to where they have to drive the entire field in order to score. Agreed. Before uh, we get to our quick hitters, uh, which we're going to get to here in just a minute, if you're not familiar with that bowl prediction, keys to the game, score prediction. Uh, we have some questions uh, from a friend of the show, Luke. He actually has some routes to victory questions. Uh, and first is check down. First meeting. I like I like how he laid this out with the all the, the routes and everything. Man. It's pretty cool. Thanks, Luke. Uh, appreciate giving us some content uh, for the podcast. First meeting, the Titans were held to less than 300 yards of total offense for the only time this season. If they are again held under 300 yards, do you see any chance they can win? Tyler, I'll let you take the stage first on this one. Um, I mean, I believe they would st- still have a good chance to win because, I mean, really, if you... Because f- I'm a Titans fan. No, and no, no, I'll no, no, never, no. Ever, not, ever not even that. the Titans. Not even that. You factor in the two special teams plays that really flipped the game for the Colts. You had the 17-yard punt and then the block punt for a touchdown. So you take those away, and the game is a lot closer because after the 17-yard punt, obviously it was a lot easier for the Colts to score because they didn't have to drive as far. So I I don't know. I still think there there's always that possibility that they could win with less than 300 yards, but if they're held to 300, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder for them to get the win. I think uh, they actually could win and have a would 
I still probably have a good chance to win because I think that because all, I'm a Titans fan. I, hey, hey, hey! Because I think that offense is going to be very scarce in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a very gritty defensive game. You're going to see the Titans defense probably play the best, deep, be, the best game that they have played all season. Is that a bold prediction already? No, no, <laughs> we're not getting there. Uh, I think they're going to play the best game that they've played all season. It's not bold because it's absolutely 100% going to happen. Uh, and you are just going to see a gritty defensive performance. And you'll see that reflect in my score prediction here in just a moment. Go with the slant, Tyler. All right, the slant route. The Titans are 2-10 and 10 at Lucas Oil Stadium, the house that Peyton Manning built, since its opening in 2008. So do you think with the stands not being at 100% capacity – that it will make a difference. Manning might have built it, but Derrick Henry is going to tear the bitch down. It is absolutely – I mean, listen, the question was, were, are the stands at 100%? Gonna, or are they going to make a difference? But uh, I had to get that in there real quick. I think it is 100% going to make a difference. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the show that, you know, the with little to no fans, I think home field advantage is a little to almost non-existent this season. Um, so I think it will make a huge difference. I think the Titans are going to win. And obviously I think that Derrick Henry is going to be a huge part of that. I agree. And I do believe that I said that the stands not at 100%. So, you know, did I say at 100%? Yeah. You said oh, at 100%. Well, sorry about that. So I don't know how, everybody knows I don't know I'm how it can about. be at a hundred percent and you know, there not be that many fans there unless, well, let's face it. There's just not that many Colts fans. Uh, (laughs) um no i agree with you i do think that it will make a difference because even with no even with the amount of fans that they possibly do have there uh it's not going to be the stadium's not going to be rocking like it normally would which means and we've seen it throughout several games this year where it's a little bit easier for teams to go on the road this year and possibly steal that victory away from the home team because you don't have that home field advantage so, I, I do st- I do think that it will make a huge difference, and I like how you said that uh, Derrick Henry's going to go in there and tear that bitch down because I I think that's going to happen as well. Uh, the dig route uh, coming up next. Philip Rivers is eight and two all time against the Titans. He averages two hundred and eighty yards and two touchdowns per game. Over or under on both yards and touchdowns? If he goes over on both, do the Titans still win? Oh, this one is, there's a lot to unpack in that question. (laughs) There is. Um, I said the offense is going to be scarce. Um, So I'm going to go under on both. When I first saw the question, I originally thought over on yards and neither on touchdowns. I think he's going to hit right at two. But uh, I I think now he's going to hit under on both. I think a realistic stat line for Rivers is – 260 and a touchdown for uh, Sunday's game. Um, and if he were to go over on both, uh, I don't think the Titans would still win. I don't. All right. Well, I am actually going to go over on the yards. And, I mean, it's like you were reading my mind from over there because I'd plan to say over on the yards, and I and think he's going to push on the touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to be right at two touchdowns for this game. I mean, I just think it's going to happen because I still think he will end up getting some of those quick little hit passes where he dumps it off, 
and he's going to get several yards from that. But he does also have some weapons where if he can hit the middle of the field against us, these receivers can make things happen. I mean, you have T.Y. Hilton and I believe it's uh, Michael Pittman Jr., and he kind of had he had a really good game against seven us for hundred and three, I believe. It was over hundred yards. So I think that there's a good chance that Rivers can still hit over two hundred and eighty yards against us and get those two touchdowns. Um now if he goes over on both, uh man, this is a hard one because if the Titans offense is clicking, I think they can put up points with the Colts, even if Rivers goes over on this, but yeah, I'm going to say the Titans still win just because the importance of this game, even if Rivers goes over on that, the Titans are going to come into this game with the same mentality that they went into that Ravens game with. Matter of fact, I want the Colts coaches to come over and start talking shit before the game, get our guys fired up a little bit more, just make it an even grittier game. And the Titans are still going to win. They're going to go dance on the horseshoe again. I don't think they were even dancing. They I think weren't. Uh, what What actually happened is here comes Mister Mister Matter of Fact here. Well, the Titans do like they do with every game. The team gets announced into the stadium like they're coming out, and they go to midfield to be together, and that's all they were doing. And Harbaugh wanted to make a big deal about it, so I'll say that they're probably going to go to the middle of the field when they get introduced in this Colts game. And just have a like a team moment to be together right there. So and that's all they were doing. But Harbaugh wanted to uh, light a little bit more of a fire under him, and you've seen how that worked out for him. Didn't go well. Just in case you were wondering, in case you missed the game on Sunday, didn't go well for him. And if you did miss it, just go check out our YouTube Titans Time podcast and watch our reaction video to that. Tell game. you everything you need to know about the game. All right, the Hail Mary. Ryan Tannehill is tied for most fourth-quarter comebacks this season. If the Titans have the ball in a one-score game with two minutes left, do the Titans win? Yeah, I I do think they win. I mean, we saw them against one of the better teams in the AFC, uh, the the Ravens, have one of those drives last week. I mean, obviously, it only took it into overtime – but uh, I think Ryan Tannehill's great in, you know, two-minute drills, late-game situations. He, you know, even last year and throughout this year, he he's pretty clutch. I mean, he comes up with some big plays in late-game situations, you know, when they're when it's either a tie ball game, when they're down a score, whatever. Uh, I'm confident in Ryan Tannehill to, you know, take the ball down the field, get us in field goal position if that's all we need, or, you know, get the ball in the end zone. I agree with you. I think that, I mean, there's a reason that he's tied for, uh, you know, the most fourth quarter comebacks this season, and part partly because the Titans' defense have been has been letting teams get, get ahead, ahead. Right. and he has to lead us to that comeback victory. But I mean, he's been really good in those situations, and you know, got us to overtime in two of those situations where we ended up winning the game, and. Just to throw this in there, Derrick Henry is the only player to score a touchdown in overtime games. Like the two overtime, a rushing touchdown in the two overtime games. He's done that twice this year. He had so he's the only he's the only Titans player 
that has scored in the overtime games in overtime this season? Is I that believe the, he's is that the, the point you were trying to make? He's the only player in the league to have scored in two overtimes. Right. Okay. I, that, I, I get what you're saying now. Right. I like I got, that. I like that a lot. I got tongue tied there for a minute. Yeah. He's, but, so uh, he's the only player in the NFL to have scored in two overtimes. Okay. Yeah. I like right. that. I like that. And look, some people may say that I'm being biased because in every one of these situations, I still have the Titans winning, but that's just because of. I honestly believe the mentality that they're going to bring into this game, knowing what's at stake since they have already lost one game to the Colts. I mean, this is a must-win game. We've said it time and time again. And I believe they're going to come in with the mentality of we are not losing this damn game. If Phillip Rivers throws for 450 yards and six touchdowns, can the Titans win? Yeah, I think they can. Yeah, I mean, all they've got to do is, you know, score seven touchdowns. Exactly. I mean, not not being biased on it, I just think that's the mentality that the Titans are going to come in with and they're going to get the job done. And if it comes down to Tannehill leading us on a game-winning drive, I believe he can do it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if it's a close game with two minutes left, Titans have the ball, I'm all in on Tannehill. Uh, so let's get to our quick hitters now. Keys to the game. I know last week you wanted to go with three of them, but we'll go with one apiece. Keys to the game this time. Uh, what's your key to the game? Key to the game is going to be um, not letting Phillip Rivers just have the uh, quick check down passes for the entire game. Make him uncomfortable. Make him uncomfortable. Yeah, I like that one. It was actually the one that I was going to go with. My Literally, my key to the game was going to be make Phillip Rivers uncomfortable. Well, I feel like too many times I go with uh, something about keeping Derrick Henry involved for you the do. key to the game. You do. So I wanted to switch it up and make you think okay, a little I bit like more. Okay, I like it. I um, like it. My key to the game is going to be, gosh, you really put me on the spot here. Um, I think that they need to get more playmakers involved on offense. I feel like Jonu... Even though he did have the touchdown last week, uh, I don't think he has been involved enough in the past few weeks. Um, He's got what eight touchdowns on the season, Johnu. I don't know. I don't know exactly what his total I, I, is. I believe he has but, eight uh, touchdowns on the season. There was there was a while, a couple of games stretched that that he disappeared a little bit. Uh, make sure that he gets involved in this game. Uh, AJ Brown as well. Just do a good job of getting the ball in these guys' hands and letting them make plays. I like that. I like that. Trying to go with something different than, you know, kind of our cliche, what, we normally what, do. We, what we've been going with. All right. Now, our bold predictions. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Not going to throw out three of them. One apiece. Uh, I think that this game does not go over 35 points. Wow. Not over 35. That's right. Okay. Look. You didn't steal mine, but just with that prediction there, uh, you have thrown me off a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that I mentioned it earlier, that I think A.J. Brown's going to have a bounce-back game against the Colts. More than likely, he's going to be seeing matched up with Xavier Rhodes for the majority of the game. I think that A.J. Brown is going to put up 150 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Okay. Okay. That would pretty much kill my prediction uh, of not over 35 points. So I guess I'll go up on you two to nothing this week. This will finally be the week I take that two prediction lead and 
So that that'll put me in a pretty good spot to end up with the win this season, going up two to nothing. Because you know, I, I mean, not that many games left. It's not likely that you really ever hit on a bowl prediction. A, t- a two point lead would make me feel really good about yeah, how yeah, the rest yeah. of it Look, goes. Keep keep talking all that shit. You'll be just like uh, Drake was this past weekend. Fancy football. He started talking shit before our game. After I've already went two and zero against him this year, I still gave him that third loss. So. Keep talking that shit. Well, you haven't hit on a bowl prediction all year. You're one ahead of me, so don't get too cocky about to be two. So, now we'll get to our score predictions. I'll go first. Obviously, everybody knows my score prediction is going to be low. 17-14 Titans. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Titans win 27-20. 27-20. That would obviously crush my 35 I'm just um, I'm here to crush your hopes and dreams. I'm getting oh, another bowl tr- prediction. Yeah, right. trust me, trust me. I know. Um, I I just I don't know, man. I have a feeling about this game. I think that it's going to be very low scoring, and just just a really kind of a boring game. But I like to watch defensive games uh, occasionally, so I'm pumped for it. Oh yeah, I'm ready for it. And fuck the Colts again. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all that we've got for this week's episode of Titans Time. Hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you did, share it with a friend. Like I said at the uh, beginning of the podcast, uh, leave us a five-star rating, subscribe to the podcast, all of that good stuff. Uh, And also, check out our social media on Twitter. It is Titans underscore Time, Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. On YouTube, also Titans Time Podcast. Check out our Facebook. It's Titans Time. Make sure that you go like, uh, you know, try to get some interaction on there and all of those things. I've been saying it for weeks, rookie numbers, let's pump them up. Uh, And lastly, our website, titanstimepodcast.com. Don't forget, fuck the Colts. Guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us that five-star rating, leave us some comments, and leave us some questions. We love the interaction. We'll get the comments included on the next podcast, and we'll answer the questions on the next podcast. He mentioned our YouTube, which, if you missed it, titans time podcast on youtube make sure you go subscribe to us there turn on the post notifications like our videos share our videos and comment on the videos we love the interaction as i mentioned also guys we're making a personal goal for ourselves. we would love to hit 200 subscribers on our youtube before the end of the year right now we're sitting at like 122 so you know if you haven't already go subscribe to it and help us get those numbers up This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.